0: Knowledge of a Reverend Mother. As he and his companions ascended the stark brown mountains to Harg Pass, Paul tried to cling to a feeling of serene inevitability. The desert made him feel small and humble, in sharp contrast to being cheered as a Messiah. He prized each quiet moment away from the devoted followers who chanted, Muadib, Muadib, whenever they glimpsed him. Before long, when news of the military victories started streaming in, it would get even worse. But that could not be avoided. Eventually he would be swept along by the Jihad. He had already charted its course, like a great navigator of humanity. War was one of the tools at his disposal. Now that he had exiled the Padishah Emperor to Seleucus Secundus, Paul had to consolidate his power among the members of the Landsrod. He had sent his diplomats to negotiate with some of the noble houses while dispatching his most fanatical fighters against the defiant families. A number of lords would not lay down their arms and vowed to put up fierce resistance, claiming either that they would not follow a rebel or that they'd had enough of emperors altogether. Regardless, the armies of Muad'Dib would sweep over them and continue onward. Though Paul sought to reduce and even eliminate the violence, he suspected that the bloody reality would prove far worse than any prescient vision. And his visions had been frightening. Centuries of decadence and mismanagement had filled the Imperium with Deadwood, tinder that would allow his firestorm to spread with startling speed. In a more civilized time, Problems between houses had been settled with an old-fashioned war of assassins, but that solution seemed quaint and gentlemanly now, no longer plausible. Faced with the tide of religious fervor approaching their worlds, some leaders would simply surrender rather than try to stand against the invincible onslaught. But not all of them would be that sensible. On their trek, Paul and his three companions wore new still suits covered by mottled cloaks to camouflage them in the desert. Though the garments looked well-worn, they were actually finer than any Paul had used when he'd lived as a fugitive among the Fremen. Their makers claimed that these durable off-world imports were superior to the simpler versions that had traditionally been made in hidden CHs. The manufacturers mean well, he thought. They do it to show their support for me, without realizing the implied criticism in their improvements. After selecting the perfect position high on the ridge, a small natural amphitheater guarded by tall rocks, Paul set down his pack. He uncinched the straps and pulled aside the cushioning folds of velvet and cloth with a reverence comparable to what he saw in the faces of his most devout followers. In reverent silence he removed the clean ivory-colored skull and several broken bone fragments, two ribs, an ulna, and a femur that had been brutally snapped in two, all of which the Fremen had preserved for years after the fall of Arrakeen to the Harkonnens. These were the remains of Duke Leto Atreides. He saw nothing of his warm and wise father in the bones, yet they constituted an important symbol. Paul understood the value and necessity of symbols. This shrine is long overdue. I have already built a shrine to the noble duke in my mind, Jessica said, but it will be good to lay him to rest. Kneeling beside Paul, Chaney helped him clear a spot among the large boulders, some of which had just begun to show a modeling of lichen. We should keep this place a secret, Uso. Leave no marker, give no directions. We must protect your father's resting place. The mobs will not be kept at a distance, Jessica said in a resentful tone. She shook her head. No matter what we do, tourists will find their way here. It will be a circus with guides wearing false Fremen clothing. Souvenir vendors will chip off flakes of rock, and countless charlatans will sell splinters of bone fragments, claiming that the objects come from Leto's body. Janie looked both disturbed and awed. ussel you have foreseen this. Here, away from the crowds, she used his private CH name. History has foretold it, Jessica answered for him time and time again.